0: Warning, this podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. This is how my boy described my Thursday nights, we normally record on a Thursday night. He said to me, Daddy, are you going downstairs in the middle of the night to talk to different people all around the world? Welcome to the Records and Bands podcast. So that's what my boy thinks I'm doing of an evening.
1: Excellent. Well, we are all in different places of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. We have had an international guest. So we've got a, a biggie tonight. I think the fact that we've been recording the pod for eight months, nearly seven or eight yeah, months. Yeah, something like that. And we are yet to discuss an album by certainly someone I know you, that you, you're very fond of and someone I'm very fond of. Tonight, we're talking about the 1978 record by Bruce Springsteen. Darkness on the Edge of Town. It's interestingly, probably not my go to Springsteen album, but when I go to it, I go hard.
1: I don't want to get into it too early, but I'm very much there's there's a few Springsteen albums that I really love and I will listen to start to finish. And if I'm honest, this isn't one of them. Mm. So I would say if I want to listen to Bruce Springsteen, it's either I'll put on the essential Bruce Springsteen.
0: Best of the Beatles,
1: <laughs> but it's it's funny again because like the Essential Bruce Springsteen on Apple Music isn't the same CD that isn't the same track listing as the CD I had. Whether that's a UK US thing, possibly
0: the one you're talking about, the one with the red writing down the side, like the Essential. It's it's amazing. No,
1: that that's the greatest hits one, isn't uh, it? From '95. I remember the one from about 2000. Because uh, there was right, a whole yeah, run yeah, of them. Yeah. There's like a Bob Dylan one and it had like, a, they'd all have a black and white picture and then some colored writing on them. It's got orange writing in his face on it. I know the one you mean. Yeah. But the, the Apple music it's all different track. Uh. It's got like prove it all nights on there, but that's not on the one I had. No. Anyway. But so, so for me, it's like the essential Bruce Springsteen, a best of, if you like. And then the albums, that really got me into him. So the Seeger Sessions album. Mm-hmm where he's there with that Cajun band pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just so much fun, that record. Um, yeah,
0: very good record.
1: And then my go-to albums for Bruce Springsteen would be The Rising, Devils mm-hmm. and Dust, and Wrecking Ball. I'm very yeah. much... Like my Neil Young, I like the stuff that has come out since I've got into... Like, properly into it. And then I'll go back and dabble.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, that's interesting, because I would say my go-to's are probably born to run, and uh, probably born in the USA, maybe right. Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball's a great record, and I think perhaps a wider point on Springsteen is that like he could easily fall into that category of people just churning it out or just doing the hits, but I, I, I believe that he's still making good records. Yeah.
1: So um, I know it was 2012, wasn't it? Yeah. Wrecking, Wrecking like Ball, uh, which is like nearly 10 years old now. Yeah, yeah. But I still think it's like one of the most relevant albums (laughs) for a long time. And I think it's a really important record. And I think it's a really overlooked record as well.
0: Yeah. And I think it probably does fall into a bit of a trap of it's just Springsteen churning shit out. But where in reality, it's not.
1: There's a lot of stuff on it that really speaks to me as well. Because it wasn't long after that came out that I was down working for myself. And. You know, like the song on their Jack of All Trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing. Song. And it's like I'd I'd mow your lawn, clear the leaves out your drain. That's literally what I was doing. Yeah, I'd, in in summer I'd be cutting your grass. In the autumn I'd get all the leaves out your gutters. Pressure wash your drive in the winter just for something to do. Anything, do what you do to earn mm. enough money to get by. So that really spoke to me. And a lot of Springsteen stuff is a, you know is around the working man, the blue collar worker, if you like, you know, and. It really, like, stuff on Wrecking Ball, especially after, you know, with all the shit going on after the financial crisis and that, and it just, it was just really, I felt it was a really important record and a really relatable record.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I'm, I'm not really a, a jack of any trade, but, yeah, you hear that and you think, oh, yeah... It does ring true, it is that very, like you said, that blue-collar sort of thing. I think the same of, um, uh, what track is it? It's the uh, Freedom Sides of Dirty Shirt, Sun on Your Face, and the Shovel in the Dirt.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never done
0: a job like that, I've never worked a,
1: worked <laughs> a day in my life. Do you know when ever a spade from the other? Uh, yes, I do, yes. What is that? Freedom... It's um, <laughs> Easy Money? Uh, No, that's going on the town now, looking yeah. for easy money. Wait. I had it up a minute ago, hang on, let me have a look.
0: Yeah, and what I like about that uh, Jack of Trades track is, like, you've got that little sort of twist ending. You know, if I had me a gun, I'd find the bastards and shoot them on sight, which is a brilliant yeah. line, because it's kind Great of like, line, isn't it? I'm having to do this, but it's not it's probably not what I want to be doing, but circumstances are out of my hands. That's a bit of a running theme of that album, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, Shackled and Drawn is that song you're on about.
0: That's it, yes. I mean, yeah. I
1: know this isn't the album we're talking about, and I think we definitely need to talk about this album at some point, Yeah, but... Like, We Take Care of Our Own is an absolute amazing opener. Death to My Hometown is great. Mm-hmm. This Depression is great. Like, really, really poignant. Land of Hope and Dreams in We Are Alive. But yeah, they're my yeah. favourites on that.
0: Yeah, I've got a very soft spot for um, Land of the Hope and Dreams. The th- the title track, Wrecking Ball, is really, really good on there as well.
1: Which, the trouble is, whenever you Google Wrecking Ball, you get Miley Velody Cyrus.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. What I like about... The open trait you mentioned, so like we take care of our own, is I think it's it's a bit like Born in the USA. You yeah. hear it and you think it's kind of a, this big sort of like pro listen to how good America is, but but it ain't. It's 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 kind of the opposite, isn't it?
1: We'll look after our own. Our own being the bankers who have made yeah. the money and well, only yeah. one fucker went to prison. Like you know, yeah. Sorry, that's our politics for the evening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we've mentioned before that Springsteen is one of not that many artists that we probably really share, I would say.
1: I think he's probably one that we both like or are both into. I think you're into him more than I am, Mm. but you're probably more into Dylan than I am by a long shot. Yeah. Yeah. We both like Petty, but again, for me, Greatest Hits are probably do. Yeah. Rancid, we both absolutely adore. Yeah.
0: There's probably a bit more to, but just to jump back to what you were saying, I think, and I think this is quite a, a bit of a. Bit of a met- metaphor metaphor yeah maybe for for springsteen is that like if you just listen to the Bruce Springsteen's greatest hits it's kind of enough but if you scratch a little deeper it's 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 not but you see I mean like some bands you scratch a bit deeper and you're like I'm fine with this but with a boss you get that like there's so much more to it because it does a lot of it is big American stadium rock and I, I think that that doesn't. That's not just sort of like in the case of his of his of his work in general. I think that's also the case with like his like a lot of his individual songs. So you've got stuff like Born in the USA is like the classic example, but then like um, we take care of our own as well. But there's like there's layers to it. I know that sounds a bit a bit shit, but like there are like he, I think he's a brilliant vocalist. I think he's they're an, an incredible band. He's an amazing songwriter, but like. You can just like go and go with Springsteen, I think, and like interesting, and we will come to it. I think this album we're gonna talk about tonight, that was Town, is perhaps perhaps his most layered work in that sort of sense, because I think there's so much on there that like is big stadium big sing alongs, but even those songs once you start to like you strip them down a little bit, you get into the get into the weeds with it it's 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 an incredible record i forgot how much i like it i love this record and listening to it again for this but like i love it even more than i thought i did
1: you've often spoke about nebraska yeah yeah like i said like the albums that got me into it were the later stuff the stuff that was coming out as i was getting into it it really was that sega sessions band that mm. got me going um what about you so like obviously knew the hits. Yeah, because they're always about, aren't they? Yeah,
0: the, but part of the reason I hold Nebraska in such high regard is because that was one of the the first ones I actually sort of properly sat down and got into, because I did think a lot of it
1: Was be... that because you knew it was going to be a, like the, a stripped-back album compared to the his big Amphemic Stadium stuff? or
0: Kind of. A mate of mine, uh, mate Steve Moriarty, um, I don't know, heard me listen to him at work one day, and he was like, Back then, he's oh, yeah, if you listen to that, have you heard this? And I was oh, no, I haven't, actually. And then he was like, you should probably go home and listen to it, sort of thing. He's a bit older than me. I think we probably had the greatest hits on the work when we worked together, and he was like, go listen to this, sort of thing. And hearing that, just like, you just sort of like, it just takes everything you think you know about an artist. Even, I think, if you were, like, well into spring, even if you came to Nebraska at the time, it would just flip the whole thing, because like up till then, I mean, this is this is pre Nebraska, but it's just like, and I've got some some thoughts about these two albums almost as like companion pieces, which we can get into. But yeah, probably Nebraska first, and then probably jumped forward a bit, and the rise in Magic was probably out of time. That's probably around the time I got to Springsteen. Was like, yeah, Magic
1: that's Brendan O'Brien, isn't it? Juice yeah. Magic, yeah. like because Radio Nowhere's on that one, isn't it? Yes, yeah. That's yeah. one of my favourite Springsteen tracks. And it that might be there's not a lot mm. to it, but it's a proper raising anthem. It's amazing, yeah. And I, a minute ago, I said about you know his his big amphemic stadium stuff, like his big filling arena mm-hmm. hooky tunes. It's like the most intimate stadium rock that you could yeah, ever imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. because he's singing to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, whether it's just me because of like the background or whatever, you know, and relating to every character in every one of his songs. Yeah. Maybe that's it. You know, I don't know. Having never worked in an office a single day in my life, I'm, I've always done the physical outside labour. I, yeah, I am yeah, yeah. that. You know, I relate to that. And also, the every single one of his songs is about getting the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I know that's an exaggeration, but, you know, it's like, all right, all right, Wendy, get in the car and we're going to drive all night and we'll just get the fuck out of here. And yeah. Like, you know, there's not enough in this tank for us. We've got to go out and find our way. I always kind of related to that. Yeah. Um, which is quite funny, actually, because um, I want to say friend of the show, but I never met the man, but he comes <laughs> up so often, Kevin Smith. Yes. <laughs> he's, yeah, he, yeah. he's also from New Jersey, right? And obviously um, everyone loves Bruce Springsteen, don't they, really? Yeah you like like petty everyone loves petty mm. uh, but he says that because all the songs were about getting out of new jersey to get getting out of the town he couldn't relate to it because he absolutely loved living in new jersey uh, yeah so he absolutely yeah. loved where he lived like and he yeah. you know and he's, he's back goes back there all the time and he absolutely loves it so he could doesn't ha- quite have that mm. well that's
0: i'll uh, we'll probably get onto this we'll talk a bit more about the album but like I've always had that with Springsteen, that Springsteen is very much get out of that small town where, like, I've quietly built a life in, you in a love small the H.R. 6? I it? live. I do love the H.R. 6, yeah. And, like, that's always sort of been a bit, you know, a bit like, oh, yeah, the, all these songs are about sort of, like, growing up and getting out and all that sort yeah. of thing. Whereas, actually, I've kind of grown up and settled and sort of, you know, very happy with that.
1: I don't think uh, you've settled. I think, uh, like, put Dame Roots no, is a no. better term than settled, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, like, so you've got your favourite albums. Do you have any, like, favourite songs? You know, because we spoke about the greatest hits and stuff like that. Because I was thinking about it earlier, and I was surprised. I just made a list of, like, these are my probably my favourite Bruce mm. Springsteen songs, and I was surprised how many weren't on the essential Bruce Springsteen.
0: Yeah, no, um, I think, and this, this might be a basic choice, but I think Thunder Road is my my all-time favourite. You've
1: got it tattooed on your face or something, though, haven't you? I don't know, I've got it tattooed on my face. I've got it tattooed on my arm.
0: All right, your arm. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I think it's just a magnificent song. I love everything about it. Um, I also think Backstreet's off of Born to Run is amazing. There's this brilliant key change, the big piano part amazing song devils of dust is it a brilliant song what else do i love by the boss it's
1: kind of a bit of a mood thing i think yeah it really is so what i've got down here that so I'll, I'll come i'll come to my favorite one at the end i'm just going to run through a few okay so ones that like are on best of i love Rosalita. come out tonight oh yeah that's a great track brilliant yeah. the sax sounds amazing on that um i think jungle land is absolutely epic Radio Nowhere I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then And and then we've got Black Cake Boys off Devils and Dust. Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. a wonderful song. Wrecking Ball, the title track, and uh, We Are Alive off of Wrecking Ball. Then I've got three off of Um The Rising, which I really, really love. I really love Lonesome Day. I, that might be again yeah, like yeah, you say yeah. it might be a bit basic if you like or whatever, but I really like that. My City of Ruins. Yeah. Is uh, again, it might be on the nose a bit, but I heard I heard Eddie Vedder do a cover of it for um, for something. It might be the Sandy yeah tribute. I think because yeah, cause this was two thousand and two, two thousand and three.
0: Yeah, something like so, that. And so. then I
1: think Sandy was a few years there, and I think um, Eddie Vedder did it for the Sandy benefit concert. Or so. So, but I heard. I think I heard the Vedder version better version before easy, easy, and, and, easy for you to say yeah and honestly it is really really strong it's like I heard the Johnny Cash version of Further On Up The Road before I heard <laughs> yeah 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 that's a great track as well man. one of my favourite songs on the rising is Empty Sky yeah that's really really strong mm-hmm. so after me shouting all that mate what do you think my favourite Bruce Springsteen song of all time ever is and we, I may have mentioned this before Sus. oh I, yeah no I think
0: I do now it's only because I think you've mentioned it though
1: Goes to, Go to Tom Joad. Goes to Tom Joad. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the yeah, hub, yeah. the harmonica on that is just mm-hmm. amazing, and it just gives me chills. And yeah. it's just like, how is the you tonight?" Yeah. And there's some amazing. weird, there's some weird sort of timing on it as well, mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it's just off enough to make you feel uncomfortable.
0: I I don't know. I I don't know. But I think it might be a little bit of a case of like it's one that he recorded. And then tried to sort of do it in the studio. So it doesn't, yeah. do you know what I mean? A bit like, because they, a bit like a lot of Nebraska, they say they went into the studio and recorded Nebraska, mm-hmm. but it sounded like shit. So they just released Weed, made it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if there's a bit of that, because they're kind of companions, aren't yeah.
1: they? And again, I might have heard the Rage Against Machine cover of Ghost of Tom mm-hmm. Joe before. I that heard was on that. Renegade 2002. I think that came out. Yeah. Right?
0: I definitely heard that version first, The the, the Rage version, that is. Speaking of Go to Tom Joe, I think that Straight Time off that album is a brilliant song. I think that's kind of like vintage Springs storytelling, and I like Sonola Cowboys on there as well. Mm-hmm. Just these are just some that jump jump to mind when you were sort of going through your list. Off the Rising, and I know it's cheesy. But I absolutely love Mary's Place.
1: Oh, right. I thought you were going to say Waiting on a Sunny Day then.
0: Oh, Waiting on a Sunny Day is an incredible song as well. But um, yeah, Mary's Place this this does link into my other Ruth Springsteen story, but I remember we went to see him in Hyde Park and it was kind of like threatening to rain and he they did that like that it rained and they did it like over and over again and it was kind of like the one bosses... more time Clarence yeah 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 well no actually no um, it was post Clarence oh it. was it okay yeah yeah so um,
1: on one of them just as Clarence has come up the big man. Yeah, on one on one of the podcasts I listened to with um, the aforementioned Mr. Smith and his mate Ralph Garmin, they always he his mate always goes into like a Bruce Springsteen impression. It's, right. a, it's like a running joke, yeah, and it always ends up with like him in an alleyway disposing of a hooker in a dustbin, or it's like. Brilliant. I remember this one time I was I was walking down Main Street with my friend Clarence and. We went down an alleyway, and there's this homeless man. And I turned to Clarence and I said, "Clarence, do you know? I feel I just need to kill a man." And I got a trash can (laughs) and I caved his head in. I said, "Hey, Clarence, (laughs) let's go get a burrito." (laughs) This is like, like, but like every time he just goes, like, what would Bruce Springsteen say? He say, "Hey, Clarence, what are we gonna do with that hooker?" (laughs) So whenever I hear the sights, I think, "Hey, Clarence, you know, I could kill a man." I think it was something to do with his, um, his Broadway thing.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard any of that?
1: No, I, I've, it's, on, it's been on my watch list for ages. For I haven't seen it. I've got the, the,
0: the CD of it. And, like, it's, like, it's incredible. It's, like, it's, it's to be fair, it's one of those that I'm really, really disappointed, but I probably won't get to see that live. Would you? They, would, would you like, go
1: to New York to watch it? Would you, if you got opportunity came don't
0: know if, if the opportunity arose. Yes, if I, you know, if if someone said to me, "You can go to New York," it would be okay. But I want to go when he's doing that. It's just it's just amazing, and it's he like, started up doing it
1: again he, now, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping there were rumors of pre-COVID that he was going to tour it and, and bring it, take it around the world, whether or not that'll come off. Now I don't know. Wow,
1: but... It's on Netflix, now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. That that,
0: um, so just just some of the ways he plays the songs differently and stuff, yeah. Like, it's almost like every song's from Nebraska in a way because it's all that, you know, he strips it right back, and there's an amazing version of um, Born in the USA on there, which he does on like slide guitar, and it's really nice, really, really good.
1: Um, So, have you got a favorite Springsteen song, the one that like you just think that's my favorite Springsteen song, or is it just whatever mood you're in? Thunder Road, Thunder Road, my it favorite is. Yeah. song. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Ab- Absolutely, it's my favorite. My favorite song, probably ever written. That or Hotel California. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, Thunder Road for me, it's just like just the opening chords, the harmonica. It's it's just like, and it it, it starts in one place and it moves and it ends up somewhere different. And like, I I, often, I think I think I'm quoted as saying, if I could have written any record whatever. It would be the Jamie T first album. But if I could have written any song ever, it would be Thunder road. If I could say that's all I've ever done with my talents, I'd be
1: all right with that. And that was like album number three, wasn't it? And then he's gone and done like yeah. another what's he on now, like seventeen or something? Something like that. It's 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 not all gold, and he'll say that himself. There was a period but, there was a period in like the nineties were pretty poor. Hmm. Back into the is there much much good on um Human Touch and Tunnel of Love?
0: Never really explored because I've never heard anyone say anything good about it. Mm. Interestingly, though, 90s, a bit rough, but Goes to Tom Joe it did come out in
1: 95. 95, was it? I was, I was, I was it, as late as that. All right. So there was an unplugged album as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. That's quite good.
0: So that's the thing. There's there's a few. There actually though, yeah.
1: wasn't a lot released in the 90s, there was there? Well, I'm just like, looking at Philadelphia. That now, he did "Chimes of Freedom,"
0: which it was an EP that came out. In it, no. that was '88. Then there's "Human Touch" in '92.
1: Oh, was that was that, was that was it?
0: Well, "Lucky Town," yeah, "Lucky Town" yeah. and "Human Touch" will come out at the same time. But yeah, there's not a lot really. A couple of greatest hits, "The
1: Unplugged," tracks, something called "Tracks" wasn't there, which would some like B-side stuff.
0: A few collections, yeah. Tracks came out in '98.
1: It almost felt like he would retired. Mm. Or was moving that way. And then obviously I think we can safely say that like the rising is is his response to nine eleven. It's almost if that and the state of the country kick started him creatively again. Or almost that um people were crying out to hear what he had to say. Like what like what has our spokesman got to say about this tragedy, this trauma that the country is going through? We need to hear from him.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: I expect there's an awful lot of pressure on him in writing that record.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of eyes on him, wouldn't there? Mm. Um, I'm just trying to look it up as well because I, I've I've read somewhere that out of context it doesn't paint him in a brilliant light. But there, there's a he said somewhere that like it's along the lines of like the last gift that his dad ever gave him was his death because it inspired him to sort of sort of like revisit all the things that sort of he felt were important to him. And I wondered if that's around a similar time. I, I'm trying to look it up, but I can't remember the the date. Because obviously, he had a very broken relationship with his father. Mm.
1: So i i I used to listen to this podcast. And it was like a load of Aussie guys, and it's like they'd do they'd rewrite movies, right, to like to try and make them better. And then every now and then they would come and present, like like almost like pitch their own movie idea. Right, yeah, yeah. And so this, this guy pitched, like, the Bruce Springsteen comeback. Right, yeah. So, like, all all the way through, the the making of Born to Run, all the legal difficulties afterwards, the success in through the 80s, and then sort of disappearing a bit. Mm-hmm. And then 9-11, and like, I think he came up with this scene where Springsteen's driving his, his car in um, New York or New Jersey or wherever it is, like, and um, someone pulls up next to him, recognises him white down the window like hey man we need you <laughs> yeah and, yeah, and yeah. then like the end scene is where he's playing at the um the uh 9-11 concert benefit uh, concert. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know it's just someone's idea for yeah, yeah. A, a biopic if you like which i thought was really cool
0: honestly thought you gave someone very different with that then i thought you were going to say it was going to be he was struggling with his career so he engineered 9-11 so he no could no, no, no,
1: no no i do this to podcasts <laughs> like that but a, that
0: was a bit of a twist bit of a twist I'm probably very much, I guess you would say that I'm kind of quite peak Springsteen, if you know what I mean. It's like born to run. It's that sort of end. And then the rising onwards, it probably is about 15 years there, Mm. probably more than 15 years, probably 20 years that I haven't, don't really listen to that much of his stuff.
1: So there's like, like Nebraska, I very rarely listen to the river. I don't listen to, to be honest, like I find even listening to, this record darkness i can find a bruce springsteen album from start to finish it can be a lot
0: i know exactly where you're coming from i think i'll be honest i think that about the rising i think the rising's a few tracks too long the one i i, I suppose the ones that i really go back to are uh, Darkness and His tang um would be one of my favorites i said i want to go to but like Like, Born to Run's not really that long. There's a few long tracks on it, but I don't feel that feels like a long album to me. The
1: Rising is 15 songs, an hour Hmm. and 13 minutes. Yeah. That's quite Um, a lot of album these days.
0: Yeah. And The River, In there's some stuff on The River that is really, really good. Some of the stuff
1: on The River came out of the sessions for Darkness.
0: Yes. I don't think it needs to be necessarily be a double album. No. I think if that was sort of like 15 tracks... Rather than whatever it is, it's probably it much. Is.
1: what is it, Aaron 24, 20 songs,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that's because there's stuff on there like Independence Day is, an, is a brilliant song,
1: um, Point um, Blank's good, Cadillac Ranch is good,
0: um, the, 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 the River, obviously. What's that one track near the start? Um, uh,
1: da, 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 you da, got da. Ties It Bind, Jackson Cage, great track,
0: Jackson Cage, good tune, What's Sherry next? Darling. Gary Darling, Sherry yeah. Darling, amazing song, proper like yeah, yeah. Whenever Love I listen,
1: like, so whenever I listen to him, I do feel I need to listen to him more often. Mm. And also, we had it on today in um, the opening track, "Bad Dance" came on, and it's on Hazel's um, running playlist. Oh <laughs> right, yeah. And there, there, there's a, there's a few Bruce Springsteen. She said he, he he plays at the best tempo for her to run to oh, yeah, so, right, so yeah. she yeah. actually listens to a lot of Springsteen when she's out running, which is quite See? cool. I'm going to read to you, as I usually do, the little summary from Apple Music about our album for this week, Darkness on the Edge of Town." Bruce Springsteen's fourth album finds the rock and roll poet of the working class wrestling with themes involving troubled souls in troubled times. Songs are filled with dead-end factories, dark bars, and lost horizons. Lyrical devices that reinforce Springsteen's idea that salvation is, only, is found only through love. Surging open of Badlands and the dramatic The Promised Land offer hope as a vaccination against sadness and struggles, while the percolating title track and poignant ballads racing in the street and factories subtly remind us that we're all just born to run.
0: Whoever wrote that is very proud of that closing line, aren't
1: they? Now, I, I think they've probably had it for a while. <laughs> and think, oh, yeah. why can I get born to run into here? So what I want to just quickly touch on is... There's, I don't feel there's a lot on this album that will actually go on Born to run as an album. No, I've, and I no. think there's stuff on Born to Run that would go on the previous two albums. Yeah, like Twelfth yeah, Avenue, yeah. Twelfth is it Twelfth Avenue Freeze mm-hmm. That would fit 10th. on one of the tenth, uh, sorry, Tenth Avenue Freeze yeah, yeah, yeah. would fit on a, one of the earlier yeah. records quite easy. And there's a couple of other bits on there as well. Mm. But the, I don't think like Thunder Road would fit on this. Yeah, yeah, just about. I think born to run is too much for this record Mm -hmm. yeah i i I think jungle land might even be a bit much for this record
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah but there's not a
1: lot there but again i don't think there's a lot that you take backwards from this
0: no i mean the big singles i don't
1: think the big singles aren't that big either like like bad dance was a single prove it all night was a single
0: Ah uh, right, yeah. Then I I didn't realise that. I, to me, this, the the singles in if I was would be Badlands, Promised Land, Darkness on of Tank,
1: Prove It All Night was I think was the first single off the record. Was it really? I think I could get, the, I'll get I get. I was reading it earlier. I get up on. I've also found the original Rolling Stones Rolling Stone review. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's long, but I I'll, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Mm. It's really quite interesting. There's a couple of bits I will touch on. Um.
0: I'm just going to just bang on for a second. Touched on it earlier that I knew that I loved this album when we mentioned doing it on the podcast. But when I listened to it again this week, I love it even more than I thought I did. And what's a couple of things I, I think generally work about Springsteen's albums are you can tell, well, obviously the early stuff, but a lot of it you can tell that... It's a side A and it's a side B, and I think like the the way that he structures his his albums, you can tell. I I think at least
1: that is mentioned in the um, Rolling Stone review uh, about how he always seems to start a side off with a mm. with with a bang, with a big amphemic raising yeah. song, and then finishes it with a more of a balladie.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really clever. And I, I think this about constantly about Springsteen is that I don't think many people write better songs than him generally, but I don't think anyone does a title track as well as The Boss. But you think about it, Born to Run, massive tune. Darkness on the Edge of Town, massive tune. The Rising, massive tune. The River, massive tune. Wrecking Ball, Ghost of Tom Joe. You can go and go. Nebraska. Well,
1: even um, Human Touch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. yeah. And I thought,
0: I've always thought, listening to this, that... Side B, so just referring here, is promised land forward. I've always felt that uh, side B is considerably stronger than side A. But after listening to it a bit this week, I still think that's true. But that to me speaks to just how good side two is because side A Is so so good as well, and I think I think it's an incredible album. I'm like, this is going to be a loving for me tonight, which isn't always, I'll admit that. But like, the fact that side A isn't the best side of this record is staggering because it's so good, and then side two is just like, forget about it. Like, this is an incredible piece of songwriting an incredible piece of musicianship of structure of depth of just sing-alongs just being fucking right on top of your game at a point where people thought he had peaked like nobody saw it getting better than born to run you know he releases born to run it's massive he becomes this like International superstar.
1: When it, when it when it was touch and go, if that record exactly. would ever come out, if there was so exactly. much around that record and so much on it, yeah, all that pressure. And like to
0: have the Stones to come out and from Born to Run, and like we've just said, not much goes from darkness onto Born to Run. This is like a line in the sand. I so think.
1: Uh, for me, it's like you know we talk about you know, this podcast is full of hot takes, strong language mm. and cliches. Yeah. If Born to Run is him finding his voice, it's him, it's like him working out the kind of songwriter he wants to be going forward. Mm. During the three years between, you know, the three years between making Born to Run and making this one, he's fucking polished that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And absolutely... It's absolutely uh, it, like the maturity on it even compared to born to run is, 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 is like you say he's at his peak and yeah he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and more than just knows what he's doing he knows what he wants at the end of it
0: yeah uh, yeah absolutely and what's interesting building on that is that it's all he's polished and refined by unpolishing and refining his work yes he's sorry the sound yeah. rather than his work perhaps is, yeah. better, is a better phrase there sorry um, go on
1: there was something basically i think i read somewhere that a lot of whereas like the studio sessions for born to run were very much like lots of overdubs and you know mm. lo- lots of working if this isn't quite right and he just you know spending like however long it was 13 months or something on the drum sound or something <laughs> yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. yeah this is just the band in the studio mm. yeah and like the, a lot of it is played and recorded live yes, as a band, yeah, yeah. and it feels like Born to Run is almost like the solo project of the lead singer, and everyone else is just sort of mm. there to help facilitate. And it's almost—I mean—they're still facilitating him as primary songwriter, but they—it feels like as they're a, a bit more part of the process. It's a little bit more yeah. like Steve Steve Van Zandt even gets a production credit mm. on the album, yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. he's obviously there. Whereas yeah. Born to Run it's all Springsteen.
0: Yeah. I think that whole dynamic between Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, you almost feel, know, this might be because I don't know his work so well. I feel that you, you've got Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's the Heartbreakers, isn't it?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. doubted yeah. myself for a second then. Whereas you've got Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band is one thing.
1: And Bruce Springsteen is another...
0: Almost, yeah, but like I don't... And again, this might just be because I don't know Petty Weller. To me, I've always felt that it's like Tom Petty and then the Heartbreakers are like the band, whereas with Springsteen, he is in the E Street band. If you, if you, do you see what I mean? That like, Did they do anything without him? Do you, well, interestingly enough, do you want to know the best E Street band song? Go on. E Street band play i'm pointing at the screen here they play on all alone at christmas the darling love song oh right, oh right oh right it's the east yeah. e street band in it yeah, ah, yeah. Cool. So if you see the video
1: because that's uh, alone in new york uh, isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so, so it's, the video for
0: that is Macaulay colkin
1: in the studio with the east street band and oh, right van zandt with his Darlene. bandana on yeah 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 yeah. full croaches, just no no breeze. you were saying about them going off and doing their own sort of thing, or not doing their own thing, but Springsteen go off. I don't feel that Van Zandt is ever too far away. No. No. It feels like they are their best mates, like and Mm. collaborative partners.
0: And I do think that it's almost like he gives them a leg up a little bit, not because he can, but because they are so tight, if you know Mm. what I mean. Like, Stevie did a tour of some description and the boss did, like, he didn't talk didn't with him, but he did, like, a uh, an opening night sort of thing with it. And it's not because it's, like, oh, look who I am. You know, do you know what I mean? It's, like, I fucking want to be there for you, man, and I want this to be as great as you deserve it to be sort of thing. And that's the thing about, I think, the East Street Band. They're, like, Maxi Weinberg, the drummer, like, he's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, just Some sort of the of drumming on this
1: record is so good. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We should get back to the record. Yeah, sorry, yeah. It's going to be one of these, isn't it? It is, it is. I
1: need to get this edited Uh, tonight by Monday. Yeah, best of luck with that.
0: (laughs) If I may, I'll just pick out some favourite tracks on it. Yeah, I'm going to be
1: interested to see that that I have a favourite track on the album, and I'm going to be interested in if it comes up in your list.
0: Yeah, okay, so I'm going to start off by saying, I think, the two weaker tracks off this album for my money, I'm not saying they're bad songs, they're just... is. Adam raised the cane, not my favourite song. Really like it's it's good.
1: It's really angry.
0: Yeah, it's just not my favourite song on the record. It
1: it's very much a well, it, it exactly is. It, it's gotta be him raging at his old man. Yeah. Because cool. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you look at the world you've brought me into. Mm-hmm. Why what, yeah. what what the fuck? Like, you know? And there's a lot of anger and resentment there. And I don't know if he's at his best when he's mm. that angry with a when it's a personal thing yes like yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. raging at society at the society he's in or raging at the state of the world or whatever then he's he's amazing but when he's that angry when, yeah. when when he kind of lives on on like all the songs have that like let's get out of it the hope of we'll make a better life somewhere and there's not a lot of hope in adam raised to Kane. no 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 absolutely sorry just um, jump in
0: no 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 that's fine and probably factory of side right. two which again is a good song
1: i'm relieved you didn't say my favorite one out of them two.
0: <laughs> and and i think this and again i listened to it again yet yeah, like this week i actually enjoy it more than i probably to. It. like candy's room so i think yeah, it's a that's bit my a favorite horror. i think oh, it's em- yeah
1: i love it It's just the way it starts slowly and then it's <laughs> i think the subject <laughs> matter is really cool and then them drums kick in like <laughs> You know, yeah. when the drums kick in, though, it's just... Yeah. And I don't know... It's a very
0: hipster pick for your favourite track. Is
1: it? Yeah. Honestly, it just came to me, like, this week Mm -hmm. I've listened to it those, and I'm just like, that's so good. I think Something Mm -hmm. in the Night is a bit of a lower one for me. And so when that... So, like, Badlands for me is really good. Real strong opener. Um, He opened it, opened with it at the um, Isle of Wight Festival when I see him. Yeah, and then like I say, Adam Rain. I quite like the anger, to be honest, but it's not as good a song. No, no. lyrically, it's not as good a song as songs other stuff. It's a bit of a mess.
0: Yeah, it's, in, it's... In, in as
1: much as there can be a mess on this record, mm. yeah. and then something in something in the night is for me is just a little bit. Uh, and then Candy's room just lifts it again for me. Mm-hmm. I really, really, I've I've got a lot of time for it. Yeah. But, and it's something, something, something to do with cheap hookers, probably. But sorry, brilliant. <laughs> sorry, cheap sex workers. Be on and pull um, me up on that. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, yeah. Um, you see, I I disagree with you there on um, something in the night when it just drops to the the drums, and he's just sort of singing over it. It's just like this is the, It's almost like you're waiting. And I I, I do take your point. It is a bit. You're kind of waiting for the song to go somewhere, and what it does is go nowhere. It 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 slows if and it drops to that, and it's like, and I and I really like that line. Um, as soon as you've got something, they'll send someone to take it away, yeah, and stuff like that. And like, I feel like that
1: about money. Every time, like, if if suddenly it's the end of the month, I've got two hundred quid in the bank. I know something's going to go wrong with the car next week. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. There's a lot of that on this album, and I'll I'll come on some of my my personal thoughts about the the record and how why I think I relate to it quite a lot in a bit. But just to sort of cover off where I think the rest of the album, and this isn't me being these aren't hipster picks because like Badlands, Promised Land, Darkness, amazing songs. (laughs) Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. Candy's Room, listen to it. This is something that I've just got the lyrics
1: up here because I wanted to mention a couple of Uh, things. But go on. Something that
0: re- I'm really strong about this album is that like you've got stuff like Badlands which is like he's like his powerful powerful vocals. And uh, but you get to Candy's Room and with a lot of these songs it's
1: like he's whispering
0: in your ear mm. and it's like
1: intimate stadium rock in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he is like and it's not, but more so than I think with this song in particular a lot of this album quote unquote speaks to me which i know is a bit of a wanky phrase but Candy's room it literally feels like he's on the phone to mm-hmm. me <laughs> like you know and it's like brilliant but my my, my favorite song on the album and i did mention it before but it's probably it's up there i almost think it's like the sequel in some ways to thunder road he's racing mm-hmm. in the street
1: yes like, definitely
0: incredible in this line at the end is um tonight my baby and me are going to ride to the sea and wash these sins from our hands. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know, I don't really have any sins to wash off in the sea. I don't really have any sort of like, it's, it's just like, you, you hear, hear that and you just think like,
1: what's, what's going on here then? Yeah. And there's always that, that 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 thing of washing away the sins of baptism, of a new star. Mm. It's all of that. There's That's another it. line in there. And again, our bastard dies. I can probably find it, but it's along the lines of, some folk or some men are busy dying or se- spend their life dying and others come home, wash up and go racing in the streets. Yes. But he's never, yeah. he's never like those guys who go out and live their life. They're, they're brilliant. They're amazing because he knows there's not a lot between them. Yes. It's yeah. like what, yeah. what, what, what the, the guy who comes out and just sits on the sofa in front of the telly and waits for time to pass. Mm. He's just had one more kick in the balls than the other bloke has. Yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. one's better than the other it's just that this is life and it's mm. fucking hard and yeah and I
0: think what you said about it like wash your sins off a hand. it doesn't have to be like you know I've murdered someone I've done something terrible it is that like
1: I just want to make a change yeah I just, yeah that's it it's yeah.
0: like I just want a fresh start it's just like I've got to get get this off of me
1: there's a reason I didn't come back to Lempster when I came back from New Zealand
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: I came back to when I went to when I went to Australia and came back. I fell very quickly into the old patterns and doing the old things. And that when I was in Australia, I didn't do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. like, and literally go to work. Go to work. You know, get up each morning, go to work. <laughs> go to work each day. Yeah, yeah, Go to work each day. Come home, few beers with the, or whatever with the boys. Go to bed. Yeah. Get up. Go to work. And then I just felt that you know now is a real. Good, so the second time I had the opportunity, I was like, I'm not going to fuck this up yeah i've got yeah. an opportunity to go somewhere else, and it hasn't worked out every time Well, no, but, but it's that you know just back to candy's room some of the lyrics in there are brilliant and i think it's kind of it's almost a bit of that sort of outdoor feel to it hmm. because of the subject matter but like the the honorable outdoor and the what's the word i'm looking for the Dig, almost a dignity in the mm. in sex work if you like but there's um something like that. so strangers from the city call my baby's number and they bring her toys when i come knocking she smiles pretty she knows i want to be candy's boy there's a sadness hidden in the pretty face a sadness of all a sadness all her own from which no man can keep candy safe mm. and yeah, I think, yeah that's, I think that's amazing like yeah because he's not putting himself in the shoes of the bloke who wants to get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm. The bloke yeah. who wants to get out of his small town or his small part of New Jersey or whatever. He's put himself in, and that might be one of the first times he's done that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't it's... know the early, early stuff well enough, you know, but that's first time. That, that That's what I mean by the maturity in the songwriting.
0: Yeah, I i think there's a definite step change between yeah. there's hints of it on Born to Run, like, Thunder Road and oh, Born to Run itself, Back, Back Streets. But yeah, I still feel this is definitely like this is him, isn't it? This is like
1: I feel that on some of the stuff, certainly on Born to Run and like earlier stuff and afterwards, that he's singing about characters. Yeah, so he's made up a character who he's going to write a song about mm. and you know it's going to sound autobi- uh, autobiographical but it's about this character that he's made up to tell this, yeah. this story a lot of the stuff on here it feels like it's him yes like there yeah, is yeah, yeah. The, the, the character is not that is him you know that sounds really wanky art student but
0: and even if it's a situation that he hasn't found himself in himself he's putting his own character in that situation, if you see what I mean, like how he would react or how he would, well, I suppose some of it's perhaps metaphor, isn't it? You know, Um, while we're, we're, we're quoted and I, I I do feel like should, we just, just going to go for it. That inverse again, I met her on the street three years ago and Camaro was a dude from LA, blew that Camaro off my back and drove that little girl away wrinkled around my baby's eyes she cries herself asleep at night when I come home the house is dark she cries baby did you make it all right and it's just like it's 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 incredible and he he goes on she sits on the home of a daddy's sits on the porch of a daddy's house all her pretty dreams are torn stares off alone into the night with the eyes of one who hates for just being born which is like it's it's like I I don't know I don't like I uh, I've I've Well that's getting
1: it. it that's getting into like the resentment of the mother because she had the child too young, so she never had her it's, life and it's like Yeah,
0: it's it's I I think sorry, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I, I think and I, I've been thinking about this a lot this week that like I'm not a fan of Paul McCartney, but I do appreciate that he's obviously a very, very special songwriter because you're not that you know, you're not that Present for that long without being it. I hear the boss, and I hear this album, and like nothing, and I and I mean nothing, holds a candle to it. I think it, it's incredible, and, and I and I I know I don't, I'm perhaps not the most listened, you know, worldly listened person, but the fact that he's so such a well known artist, such a respected artist, that he's got to be fucking good, man. Do you know what I mean? It's not fluke, is it? Like, do you know what I mean? People say like, oh, oh, I don't know, pick some fucking random bloke who no one's ever heard of. Oh, he's amazing. He he deserves better. Well, maybe he does, but that doesn't lessen someone like Springsteen's incredible, incredible talent. And like, just like this album is just like, forget about it. No one, no one could write that. No one else could write this album.
1: There's a few like that, isn't there? I Can't think of any off the top of my head, mm. but
0: yeah, absolutely. But like, I don't think it's, it's not a it's not a fluke that he's where he is, you know. And we're talking about you know a seventy year old man here, you know. I but
1: do like, feel that he's found a formula that works. Yeah, yeah. And I think that formula gets tired towards the, like the end of the eighties and into the nineties. <laughs> That's when stuff has moved on and he hasn't quite kept with it but like you say 75 to 82 yeah yeah exactly 84 really
0: it's 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 the flip side there's two two sides to this argument and there's one that says if he keeps making enough records he'll eventually someone will eventually write a good one yeah fair point I, i i see that but then there's also the flip side that if you only ever write three albums then you don't have you don't give yourself that time to go through a shit period. Like I know it's crass, and I know it's a horrible thing to say, but you can't tell me that Nirvana would have been putting out great records forty years on, thirty years on, if Kurt hadn't died. That band would would have imploded either way. I yeah, think. yeah,
1: yeah. I think so too. But but,
0: but you see what I mean? Like bands like Nirvana. but but for really example and I, no know, it's not it's
1: no it's not because if you look at the longevity of the foo fighters it's because mm-hmm. dave and i i had i had this conversation um a couple of weeks ago dave Grohl knows how to write a foo fighters song yeah yeah he can do other shit yeah, like he yeah, goes yeah, off yeah. and does like was it pro Bot he did or he goes off yeah, and plays yeah. with uh, queens of the stone age he yeah. just uh, does all of that stuff and then they come back together and they write foo fighters songs yeah yeah, I don't think Kurt Cobain could ever get to the point of "I'm going to write a Nirvana album." He just had to get it out there. Yes. Pearl Jam make Pearl Jam records, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. they go off, and Eddie Vedder works, does a soundtrack for a Sean Penn film, yeah. or the Jeff and Men goes off and does a solo album with you know, which is part of a major art project with 52 portraits he's done in lockdown, and and then they come back together and they make Pearl Jam records. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so there is that degree of formula, and um, I think the problem with Springsteen, or the problem that Fr- the problem that Springsteen faces is because he's seen as a solo artist. that's even though he's got that band that he collaborates mm. with, because he's seen as a solo artist, when he goes off and does something a bit more creative that isn't necessarily the bombastic, amphemic, mm. "Born to Run," "Thunder Road," yeah. "Badlands." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when he goes off and makes nebraska yeah. which is stripped back and you know is not taken it's like oh he's lost the plot yeah yeah he doesn't get the credit for being creative where you know because his day job is and people don't look you go to a springsteen concert you want born in the usa you want glory days you want dancing in the dark you want Badlands. Yeah. do you want candy through him well yeah no, exactly, exactly like racing in the street is an amazing piece of work mm. but do you want do you want nearly seven minutes of <laughs> yeah, racing yeah, in the no. street at a gig
0: exactly exactly what i i know oh, sorry just i was trying to bring us back to the album but one last yeah, nice thing is that i think for a man who has been creating hit records and i do mean hit records for 45 years he's very misunderstood i think uh, you know, and I and I think a lot of that comes back to you here. Here, born in the USA, and that's only. That's not even like that's. It's not even like one side. Is, do you know what I mean? But you know, go on and on. I also think on this record, something in the night, and um, uh, what's it called? Um, what's the track after it? Um, it's Candy Through. No, 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 not so I not mean something in the night.
1: I mean, Streets of night. Fire. Oh, Streets of Fire and Prove It All Night. I prove It All Night. It's Pro- great. Prove it, it All Night was is. the first single.
0: Right. Amazing song. Amazing song.
1: Especially coming at track nine on a 10-track album. Mm.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's yeah, proper yeah, yeah. raising. It's like good sing-along yeah. thing. You know, it's anthemic, isn't it? Um, I think we need to talk about The Promised Land and Darkness on the Edge of town. Absolutely,
0: yes. And this is, again, it's the strong structure of a Springsteen album,
1: mm-hmm. isn't it? I think some of the lyrics in The Promised Land are brilliant um and again it's that storytelling and it's his little um his little uh knack it, it, it's the hope of hope of a better life somewhere else isn't it and darkness it on darkness on the edge of town it is it sounds like you know it, it, maybe it's like how people i'm trying to pick my words because i don't want to insult anyone who's lived in the same place all their life
0: Right, yeah, so you don't
1: insult me then. Yeah, no, it's like, no, 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 it is. It's that if you've only lived in one place, it's hard to know what's, what else is out there. and it's, Yes. And the longer you stay in that one place, the harder it is to go. Yeah. And that, and like, the darkness, if you like, is just that unknown and yeah. it's make, making that the and I know it's really difficult to talk about because you know we're brothers and I'm the one that's fucked off and you have stayed there and I really <laughs> do, I don't not saying no, no, it's no, not no, a, no, one no. of us is better than the other because no, no, you, no, no, no. you know you know we haven't really stayed the longest we've ever stayed in one place really is like pff, seven years mm. me and Hazel so yeah. we, we we don't mind a move no no
0: but sorry I was just gonna say you make a, you do make a fair point that like. I I understand where you're coming from. And again, without, you know, we can talk freely. Like, and this isn't, it isn't about me and you, is it? It, This is a a wider thing. But like, it's also the longer you stay somewhere, the more you think, I've got everything here that I need. Mm -hmm. Which is, again, is equally, it's kind of the promised land and the darkness of the edge of town, isn't it? It's like, it's like. There's
1: other songs that I think about, as killing shade as it is, I do feel like I got out of themster. I don't know how yeah. my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I, I wish I could see more of you and I wish I could see more of, more of your kids in that, but I don't miss them at no. all. But then I've been away from them so longer than I ever lived there. No, exactly. It was never, probably never
0: your, you probably wouldn't say it was your hometown.
1: No, no, it's, well, I didn't really. At to me, it is. Yeah.
0: You see what I mean? But that's because I was, what, four when we moved you grew in. up there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I If I was to toss a coin between The Promised Land and Darkness at the Edge of Town as a track, I'd probably go with Darkness on the Edge of
1: Town. Yeah. And again... The piano on it's brilliant.
0: Yeah. There's the line... Um, well, there's loads of lyrics in this. It's brilliant. It's that one. Um, some people carry it everywhere they take and
1: after the first chorus. Till somebody, till somebody just cut, the, cut it loose, cut it loose, or let it drag them down. Mm-hmm. When no one asks any questions or looks too long in your face. Yeah. In the darkness on the edge of town. Uh, some folks are born into a good life, other folks get it anyway, yeah. way anyhow. I lost my money, I lost my wife, and then things don't seem to matter much to me right now.
0: You see, I'll, I'll go in, into this now, why not? Um, my... I think why I relate a lot to this album and I, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I live in the town I grew up in. I'm probably, you know, and, and all that sort of thing. But to me, this album came around at a point in my life where I was probably wanting more than I had. So like, I was probably still very much go to work and then clock off work on a Friday, spend, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, in the pub, getting pissed, doing stupid shit,
1: and lads, lads,
0: lads, lads, lads. But I always felt that I perhaps grew out of that before my friends did. But yeah, I always felt that like that part of my life, I was ready to leave that behind and to settle down. And it, this is going to sound really soppy, but like it wasn't until I met Catherine that like I had that I, I could do that. And it, I, I do see, look at this very much as an album of, the, like, yes, I didn't up sticks and, you know, chuck my shit in the back of a car and burn out of, burn down the A49 in a blaze of glory. So but, but you missed me there. Well, no, not quite. <laughs> but it, it did give me the, the, the change. There was a change. There was, like, I could put that away a bit and I could start to build what I have now. And, you know... Um, and I, to that, that's kind of like my Springsteen getting out, sort of. That's how I sort of feel it.
1: Again, as we're getting into it, can I be blunt? What sort yeah. of timing is this um, in relation to Ben passing?
0: Oh, no, after that. Yeah, this is, yeah. This
1: is after Ben passing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah.
0: this is probably like, I don't know, me and Kath got together in 2011.
1: I didn't know whether, like, like Ben Parson would have had that effect, and then you find in, new meaning not, in different stuff and no, not consciously, not, like...
0: Yeah, I, I didn't... I, no, I wouldn't say so, because, like, there's there's, there's probably... A, there's there's a few years there, I would say. Yeah, I would say by sort of, like... well, like, but By the time me and Kath were together, I was going through the motions of mm. lads, lads, lads a little bit. And that's not to say that I had wasn't enjoying my life then at all because I did, but like there were there was a definite sense of like there's got to be more to life than this i just i'm
1: sorry i just it it, it, it'll it'll come out i was just wondering if like you know bet because like your your best mate passing like that is a massive thing and i just wondered whether that's where you hang on i'll have a look and not consciously like not consciously
0: no and to me hearing this album those themes of wanting more of of you know, you're not overly happy, big do you know, what I mean not that like I was unhappy, but like that sense of wanting more. and thinking, oh there's there should there's more to life than this is what I discovered in this album.
1: Kind of feel with especially when you're coming from like a small town, it's quite difficult to say, I want more when mm. when your mates haven't got let's say they haven't got to that point. Mm. It's it's like it's almost like you don't want to seem like you're belittling Yes, you know, it's difficult. Probably, it's really yeah. tricky, like
0: yeah. And there's probably an element of like I look at sort of my friendship group there, and I probably think that a lot of us were thinking it, but no one kind of wanted to be the first to do it. If you mm. see what, like to say it, then like sort of think like I, I guess that there, there are a few few factors in, in play around this kind of time. I suppose there's like yeah, like Jake moved away, um, like. Adam moved away, and there was a, you know, like a lot of like Bill got married, and like, do you know what I mean, a lot of kind of like a lot of change yeah. going on. And I it's think with like...
1: us, it was like um Dave moved away. Dave went off to Tenerife mm. for a bit. Dave Arispe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that kind of because that was like after I've been to Australia. And then Dave went off to Tenerife and didn't come, mm. went, went for holiday and didn't come back. Yeah, yeah. And then it might, if it, it was either a year or 18 months later, he came back and went to Newcastle and, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or up north somewhere. Um, and part, part of me then thought, like, you see him occasionally and he was always really happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just think, hang on, there is more. Yeah. And like, I've been out and I had a taster of it. And then I kind of noticed that I'd fallen back into that. Rhythm mm. of a small town again, yeah. and I, re- you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to s- see what I could find, and yeah. I, I had to go to the other side of the world again to make a yeah, yeah, break yeah. to actually have a look. The other song that speaks to me about that sort of thing is, um is it uh, "Sway" the disappearing ones?
0: Oh yes, and yeah, it's always yeah, yeah, about.
1: Yeah. It's kind of about how there's always some one of you, in one person in a group who who fucks off and you never hear from again. Yeah, yeah. Hello. (laughs) Because, like, the last time I, last time I, I, last time I spoke to Steve Arrowsmith was the day I moved out of his place before I went to New Zealand. Yes, I lived with the bloke for three years. Yeah, I was with him for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Never to be seen
0: again.
1: Yeah, Um, I, I would. I'm sure people think I'm dead.
0: A lot of people who've visited this podcast think you're probably back in prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think this is a... Just, I, I don't know how much more you've got to say on it, but if, if I were to sum, I just think it's an incredible piece of work. And I know I say a lot of records are like my favourite records. And that's the ironic thing. This isn't my favourite Springsteen record. I could wake up tomorrow and have a different favourite Springsteen record. But to me, this is just like, like hearing it again recently, and it's not, I say recently, it's not like I've not listened to it for five years. Mm -hmm. I've probably listened to it a month ago. Because quite often, Sunday mornings, quite often put Springsteen on in the kitchen, sort of. It's just amazing. It's like, I, I don't know what more I can really, how anything else I can say apart from that, really. It's just like, I just think it's an incredible record. And I think it's, to get really, wanky about it. I think it's I think it's kind of what music's meant for a little bit.
1: <laughs> like do you know what I mean? I think it's like I think this album, um for me, the standout components, if you like, are the lyrics. Mm. I think this is where he's proven to be a poet as much as a songwriter. Yeah. Um I think like some of the earlier stuff is just very on the nose and it's quite mm. not cliched, but it's not quite nuanced enough. I know what and you mean. And then this is where he's really kind of honed it. And yeah. his use of his use of imagery is just that little bit more polished and he's on the nose with some of it, but in a different way, I don't really know, but it just feels a much more mature yeah. use of language mm. I think the band sang tight as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Like, if you listen to something like Rosalita, was Rosalita on the first album or the second?
0: It's early, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure which but one it is. But if you listen you to think.
1: that, there's so fucking much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like that early stuff, it's almost like, well, we've got to make sure the drums are heard because he's a great drummer. We've got to make sure the sax is heard and mate, mm. boy's got to have a go on and get his guitar out. And then yeah, like, yeah. everyone's got to be heard on every song. Mm. And this is for such a big band yeah it's a it's a bare record it absolutely
0: and interestingly i always think that this record is like dripping in saxophone
1: yeah but it's It's, not
0: it's not there's like two sax solos on it if that there might be one i'm not sure what i like about that and that's why i was gonna say this earlier is like they kind of keep you guessing a little bit with it because it kind of builds like oh what we're gonna get is it a guitar solo and like like they play very differently to each other and and like, or is it going to be the sax when they get that, that big harmonica part on um it's on, Promise
1: Land? land. It's on
0: harmonic. Prom, promised Land, yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah, for me, you could probably, you know people say it's a pretty straight rock and roll album at times, but like it keeps you guessing, it keeps you on your toes and like...
1: if you, And also if you think of what else is around at the time in 1978, so you've got obviously you know punk at its height you've mm-hmm. got like in america obviously it's going to be stuff like blondie um <laughs> yeah, yeah you know you know all that sort of new york scene mm-hmm. that will be massive that's what he's around though isn't he because he's, he's new oh, yeah, jersey yeah, new yeah. york yeah, and yeah, yeah you've yeah. got like yeah there's so much the stuff that's going on around is so different but you can almost mm-hmm. see some of the inspiration like he's always drawn from bits of it yeah just it like in in the lyrics and that i think mm. And I think the piano is amazing on the whole album. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's really yeah. simple. And it really again, it's really stripped back. And again, I just think it's that maturity in the production as well. In that, you know, we'll, if we all take a step back, Springsteen included. Yeah. We'll all shine. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't know yeah. if this is one for the edit, but something I think that perhaps stood out to me a bit more again, these more recent listenings Um But what you said, probably from taking a step back, from listening to so much, and then like comparing it to Nebraska, which is probably my these these are probably to be fair, these are probably my two favorite. This and and Nebraska, taking a step away from it, they're quite similar themes to some of it, but like there's no fucking hope on Nebraska.
1: No, no, I Like
0: it's it's just like it's it's amazing. It's it is like a stunningly good album but like yeah there's no hope in it like it's it's bleak and probably not appropriate songs to sing my little boy to sleep with but there we go good that that's there's there's a very a very personal connection with springsteen and a lot of that is through my love of his work but also like we've got we've got stories and like when my when well i say my little boy you know my little boys when teddy was uh and our listener probably does as well. So, um, like, when he was little, I found it really hard to settle him, you know, because I've had, like, such little experience with with little children. And, like, you know, like, Catherine's incredible and makes it look so easy. I'm sure Hazel was the same. She was like, yeah, just give me the fucking baby. It's fine. Um, and, like, we found that, like, well, I sort of stumbled upon that he seemed to, like, settle to my voice. So I would sing to him. And like I don't know I don't know nursery rhymes, I don't know like kid songs, but like I know Nebraska start to finish, and that's what we, I used to sing to it and so like there's that really kind of like personal feeling to
1: that i've um, sung every one of my kids I've sung to sleep with um, streets of Laredo
0: yeah, and it's stuff like that that really that's the connection isn't it that's like what 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 it's all about, I think
1: back in twenty twelve 2012 a friend of mine sent me a text message basically it just said have you seen who's playing the Isle of Wight Festival and I was like no but I can't, probably can't afford to go anyway and she mm. said oh Pearl Jam are playing <laughs> and I was like alright I'll be going so got online booked the tickets week or so later seen who else is playing Petty mm. oh, fucking hell Petty and Pearl Jam same weekend <laughs> Wicked, this is like glad I got my tickets because that's going now. Like, yeah, yeah, and then like a couple of weeks after that, Springsteen was announced for the Sunday night, and mm-hmm. it was just like, holy fuck! Like, hey, <laughs> so you got Petty Pearl Jam and Springsteen, and to me, that was like the theme of the festival was great American songwriters, yeah, yeah, it's almost like a
0: holy trinity, isn't it?
1: And like they've all worked together briefly, you know, and it was just amazing. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if Vedder will get on stage with Springsteen mm-hmm. and all that and the other, you know. And it, yeah, it was amazing. And then you said you were going, and I was like, oh, wicked. I'll get to watch Springsteen with my brother. That'd be cool. Didn't happen. It did not happen.
0: Nope. And I get endless grief every time I see the people we're about to talk about. So I went to the Isle of Wight Festival that year with our good friend Jake, who um, we've been to the festival a few times together, his 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 uh, dad and his stepmom and his brother, and you know, real real sort of family affair. Plus me tagged on. Got there on the th- sort of Thursday morning. Mm, yeah, probably yeah, the first at well, some point on the Thursday. Or wouldn't wouldn't shut up about how excited I am to see Bruce Springsteen. Absolutely buzzing. Looking forward to seeing Tom Petty. Probably watch Pearl Jam. Um, but it's all about Springsteen on Sunday. All about Springsteen on Sunday night. And I didn't see him because I came home. So now, I... I'm
1: sure you're going to tell us about how wet it was because it was fucking wet. It was fucking so wet. So I had boring. to carry. We come to a bit. It, it rained for about seven years. <laughs> in, in fairness it probably rained for about like 12 hours but right yeah. when everyone was just arriving mm-hmm. and it, it, I think it rained a bit beforehand like a few days prior, prior and we walked from the car park after getting towed into the car park by a tractor mm-hmm. unloaded all the gear walked through the campsite I had to do three trips to get the kids across some of the muddier patches because they would have got stuck and lost and then we saw mm-hmm. to one look at the campsite and we were like fuck this and we mm-hmm. walked an extra half a mile into town and stayed with our fr- uh, in our friend's garden because because yeah. like, we took the kids and we didn't feel it was safe. And we went out there the next day and it was literally like you remember the scenes from like Glastonbury '97, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 it, yeah. Was, it was like that. And we went about five yards and the kids were absolutely covered head to toe, so we had mm. to pick them up and carry them through the deeper bits and that. But by the f- by the Friday afternoon, probably by the Saturday morning, it started to dry out and it was all right.
0: So well, my decision was made by then. So I saw Tom Petty on the Friday night, and I went back to my tent. I gathered my belongings, and I got the bus. Went to Jake's house, and then got up the next morning, fucked off home. So this time, so the reason it being that Catherine, my now wife, girlfriend at the time, her sister was getting married, and she said to me, "Oh, are you going to come to the wedding?" I said, "I can't. I've already got my festival ticket." prior to us getting together. And I decided that, yeah, I wanted to come back home to her and spend the the day, the wedding day with her, because it felt more important to me that I should be with my wife on that day rather than seeing the boss, which... Go on. <laughs>
1: you soft c- <laughs>
0: Yes, I know, I know, and I get nothing but grief, and I I don't care because boy, go. it's a great story to look back on. So I came home on the Saturday. We had spent uh, did the evening do at the wedding. By the time I got back, surprised Catherine, she didn't know this was happening. Her sister cried. It was such a nice gesture because you know, just mention that she denies it, but she did. And then like a week later. Catherine got us tickets to see him in Hyde Park.
1: Oh, excellent. And he opened
0: with Thunder Road, and we got to see him together. And it was amazing. And he's been he's been a, a thread through our marriage and our relationship
1: ever since. So, yeah, I sort but, you know, stand by it, stand by it. So I only, to be fair, I only brought that up because I just wanted to say that, you know, if, the, if for me, the theme of that festival was Great American Songwriters... Mm-hmm here we are 10 years on and I think that was on the Wrecking Ball tour that we saw him and I I, like I said I think that's one of the the most important albums of the last 20 years I'll stand by that I think it's what I said earlier I think yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel that Bruce Springsteen is if he's not the great american songwriter i don't know who is i'm
0: i'm with you on that
1: i think he's better than, i think i think the only one who could challenge him is probably bob dylan and i don't like bob dylan as much as i like bruce springsteen yeah yeah, yeah i i think petty's great neil young's canadian like, yeah good point i
0: feel the same about tom petty and maybe if i listened to him more i would i would Like I have with Springsteen, I would tumble down that rabbit hole, and
1: so again with with Tom Petty for me, it's um, a best of and Wildflowers. Mm. Yeah, Wildflowers is a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's Rick Rubin as well, isn't it? So I
0: might i will be honest. I've I've got nothing to add. (laughs) You shot? Have you
1: shot your load all over? Yeah, pretty much. I just think
0: like just have nothing else thought to say. I I love the album. I love the man.
1: I just, just. I I think where we were saying that you know earlier on, I was saying like a Bruce Springsteen album from start to finish can be a mm. lot. This is probably one of the like one of the older ones that I can listen to. And it, I think you it? need to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. it's forty three mm. minutes, ten songs. Yeah. It's it's compact. It's tight. It's brilliant. Mm. We've said it. I don't even got anything else to no. say. No. Cool. Um, no, nothing to add. Right. Cool. Thank you very nice. much. Thanks for having me on the record. Don't go, just, don't go, don't go straight away because I want to yeah, talk about yeah, yeah. stuff. Right? Um, yeah, wicked. So we should catch you later. Yeah. And you don't have to thank me for having you on because you're <laughs> the co-host. Very true. It's your, it's yours as much as mine. Even though I'm going to spend the next eight hours editing. Yeah, but you're boring yeah. like that. You. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So I've nothing else to do. Cool. Thank you very nice. much. Good right. Time.